This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Here we are. Continue on 53rd Whoops. Avenue Sorry. West for three quarters of a mile. <laughs> You're getting my, uh, my, hang on, let me see if I can turn that off. I'm not very good at working this thing. Five years later, she still has trouble navigating her podcast because, actually, I mean, they do make it very easy for us to navigate this podcast stuff, but even though... Even so, I can manage to muss it up. So there you go. Okay, we're rolling. I think I turned off my my navigation because I know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know why I even have it on. Okay, so um, yeah, so here we are. We're all post-holiday, at least we're in the middle of the holidays. We're before New Year's or after Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. Um, and we're in the middle of it. Okay, did we eat too much? Did we not eat enough? Did we have a good time? Are we glad the relatives are gone? It could be anywhere, and it's all okay. You know why? Because we have our crafting. It's what keeps us sane. That's right. We want to craft more because we're excited about making new things for for people again, or we just want to finally focus on what we really want to make because maybe the last few months have been all about making stuff for other people, and now we, we just want to play with the papers at this point. We want to take all the pressure off. We want to kick back. We want to do those goofy little things with the papers that you know, we didn't have time to, we had so many ideas probably fly through our heads as we were crafting away, but no, no, we couldn't do it because we had missions to accomplish, we had journals to complete, we had booklets, we had notebooks, we had embellishments and collecting ephemera, we had, we had stuff to do, let's, let, who are we kidding? Um, I can say I did have a lot of extra fun this year making my own wrapping paper, and I just used some green and red ink with some rubber stamps nature themes, some berries and twigs, and, um, um, you know, Christmas light sort of decorating, but it was fun. I really, I really had a lot of fun wrapping this year. Normally, I dread wrapping. It, I, no, let's just say it, I loathe wrapping. I don't know, there's something about it. It seems very factory, mechanical. I don't know. I never really liked the process, and maybe it's because I never really made my own handmade paper, um, wrapping paper um, until I started getting into junk journals Um, and I started playing with that idea over the last yeah well I've been doing this at least five years with the paper outpost and I know I have some videos on how to make your own Christmas wrapping paper but the stuff I did recently was so simple I mean I just took um, uh, 
a coffee dyed page just because I thought it looked cool to start with and just rubber stamped on it. It looked cool. Tied some raffia. It looked cool. I even gilded it a little on the edges and then, okay, I did. I inked it. I inked the, the box, like the wrapping, the wrapped box once it was wrapped and I inked around the edges of the box, gilded it, stamped it, and it looked darn cute. I have to say, there was a level of cuteness I had not achieved until that time and there was a level of joy where I just, I really had plum fun. Sugar plum fun was had. Um, yeah, so there you go. I uh, would like to say that it was a good experience. And I'm going to look for more experiences like that. Things that bring the joy, the happiness. That's where the fun lives. And we should have lots of fun. Why not? We're doing this for the fun of it. For the uh, creativity, for the imaginative exploration. And gosh darn it, we deserve to have a good time doing it. So maybe this is our time now. Um, I like to sit down with the papers a lot. The papers and I have a good time together. Um, there are a lot of papers that want to be played with right now on my desk. There is no shortage. And they all want to become something wonderful. And we know that maybe they won't all become something wonderful, but they have grand hopes. And so do I. Okay, I've got my heat for some reason is on 89 degrees in the truck right now. Let me turn that off because I am being cooked like a hot dog. Um, in the frigid 60 degree weather of Florida right now, I know you, you don't feel for me at all and I totally respect that. Um, but for me it's cold. I have long sleeves on. Okay, I have shorts on. I know. Uh, yet again, you don't feel for me. I know. Um, Hey, I grew up in Canada. I can relate. Don't give me that. No, back down, Sally. I've been there with snow drifts up to my eyeballs. I know, I know. But uh, hey, I got out of Dodge. What can I tell you? Um, uh, but there is a beauty to the snow in the wintertime and the, <clears throat> the hygge or the cuddliness or the cozy or the comfort of it all. I get that. And um, it's a little different. It's not exactly the same here in Florida. Oh, I'm just driving by a Goodwill here and there's people dropping stuff off left and right there. Huh. Imagine all the craft supplies that are in those bags. I could just imagine. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the, the traffic is... Uh, oh, I'm in the truck, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, it's uh, a little busy. People are out and about doing those last minute things. Um... And uh, it's a good time. It's, a, it's sunny. And Sunny is at home. Sunny did not come for this ride, no. He is at home guarding the house. Full-scale security detail going on. Every squirrel is barked at. Every Amazon guy is barked at. Every Amazon gal is barked at. UPS, USPS, you name it. Whoever it is, DHL, you come this way. You're going to get barked at. <laughs> and because uh, he can see through the door, a little stinker. Um, but maybe the, the hoopla is starting to settle down. And I think somewhere in there we can find some rest, some solace, some self-nurturing 
And um, maybe you got some goodies for Christmas. Maybe you got some craft supplies. Maybe you didn't get anything you wanted. Maybe you got a toaster, you know. Maybe you got a vacuum cleaner. Um, That was probably the most unromantic gift I ever got for Christmas. Well, I did kind of think it was useful, but, you know, that was right up there with the least romantic gifts I've ever received. So, I would say, yes. I, oh, okay, no, no, I didn't get any craft supplies. I did get Christmas cookies, though. Can we talk about that for a minute? I got Christmas cookies from Germany, and I ate them, and they are no more. And that was the end of the Christmas cookie story. Uh, They're from a very famous restaurant, a bakery in Munich. Uh, I can't remember the name. It's like Reichbart or something like that. But I guess if you're from Munich, you know of it. It's famous. And they do these Christmas cookie things. And, um, yeah, my family sends me some Christmas cookies. And that was really sweet and wonderful. And they are now part of me, yes, that I will take to every yoga class and every long walk that I go on. And I will leave them along the trail somewhere. <laughs> uh, as burnt calories, I hope. Um, okay, so now going. Yes, it's uh, it's a winter sky, and it's an unusual thing. You know, I heard this thing once from an artist, and I thought it was so brilliant. She told me, she said, Pam, if you're ever trying to think of a color palette for a bedroom or whatever room, maybe your craft room, um, take a look at nature because nature always puts the most perfect color palettes together. And I thought, boy, that makes sense. Like if you look at a beach and all the different colors at a beach or a forest or a jungle or, you know, whatever it is, a meadow, everything is in beautiful unison and it's gorgeous. And, um, I think that that is a great place to start. Now, you can't count man-made things. Like if a, in a community where trees were planted and, or your neighbors arranged their bushes and stuff like that, it's not the same. Not the same as when nature does it. Because we get in there and we meddle with things. And, and I guess you could say we are nature. Yes, I guess that's true. But let's just remove us from the picture in a moment. Like, look at the sky. Whatever you're looking at right now, is it beautiful blue with white puffers? with maybe some gray tones, or is it a be- beautiful, steely, cold, gray sky with you know whites and darks and, and uh, almost shadows and, and neutrals in there? I mean, nature does it right. So you can, if you're wondering like a, what would be a good color palette to work with, just take a look at nature, look around you. You might find something that you find inspiring. Just take a look at one leaf, especially in the fall when nature starts to pull those beautiful colors together in the leaf. I guess I guess we have just come, embarked upon officially winter, right? But uh, you might still have some fall leaves on the ground somewhere. Take a look at those and let's see what you got. Let's see if there is possibility for something in there. And we might just find it. Lots of beautiful color palettes with the oranges and golds and yellows and greens and browns and you know little black speckles I mean just so many beautiful color arrangements the jewel tones of fall and the you know the the steely cold whites of winter and 
frosty, the blue tones, things like that. I'm just lovely. So maybe embrace where we are. I mean, we're staring down the neck of January. Who are we kidding? We all know what that means. We all know what that looks like, what that feels like, but it's why, and maybe that's your favorite time of year. Don't let me take that from you. No, 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 no. Um, don't let me superimpose my thoughts of January onto you. And I know in other parts of the world, January is summer. So it all just plumb de depends where you're at, but taking everything into account, we're just talking about the feeling of winter, that sleepiness, the hibernation, the rest. Um, it's when we, you know, we prepared the summer harvest, the green beans that were canned, the jam, the strawberry jam was made, and now we're pulling from the, the, the locker, the root cellar, all those wonderful things from days gone by and using them now because we have them. Our mass making is kind of the same way. That's right, maybe we've made a bunch of mass-made things for our junk journaling, for future days of junk journaling, for future journals. Uh, there's so many different ways to use one concept. Going through a little video series right now showing you that one concept and how you can turn it into so many different things. And that's the nice thing about mass making when you're kind of in that mode to not have to think heavily. You just want some mind mush. You know what I mean? Where you're just almost like repetitive zen-like motions. So for me it was wrapping these pieces of cardboard from packaging in book pages over and over and over. And it was just so relaxing. And I knew deep in my heart that one day I would pull these out and use these. And I don't even remember when I made these. It was a while ago, but I found them, you know, that must've been cleaning up somewhere. Can you believe it? And I came across them and I thought, oh, this would be a great opportunity to show different ideas on how to use these things in junk journals. So I've been making them into journal cards, journal tags, journal pockets, um, fun things, bookmarks. And uh, it's just fun to play with these things. Um, and then you can settle down with one piece and fuss on it for a bit. Sometimes there's a lot of joy in fussing with the one piece, just going full tilt, going it to like leveling it up, adding a little this, adding a little that, maybe decorating both sides. Maybe you're just decorating one side and gluing it down. If it's going to be a removable, maybe decorate both sides and just paper clip it in or tuck it into a pocket or a belly band. Um, so many fun things you can do. Um, and, and you don't have to do a million projects all at once, I would say try and take the time pressure off yourself so that you can really fall into the experience of crafting. Um, and sometimes we don't have a lot of time. Sometimes we have all the time in the world, which is glorious, especially if you're a crafter. No moment is wasted when you're a crafter. Um, it also keeps you in the here and now when you're crafting and your hands are moving and you're focusing on what you're doing. It's less time to worry, less time to stress. Um, it's a time to disconnect. Just be with yourself, your hands, and you're in the moment, and you're creating, and you just don't know what's gonna come out at the other end. Even with all the greatest predictions of all, 
No matter what we do, we have no idea what it's going to look like upon completion. Or at least that's been my experience. I mean, I have a general idea. Um, but now, yeah, it generally looks very different from what was in my head. I do tend to veer off, go down little tangent streams of consciousness and get pulled in directions and I follow them. I just follow them because it just darn seems like fun at the moment. So why not go for it, right? Um, so yep, that's what I do. And uh, um, it's an enjoyable experience. I encourage you to go down a similar feeling path and see what it feels like to you. If it feels like it fits, then spend your happy playtime in that pond for a while and just splash around with no direction, no purpose, just fun and enjoyment and joy and kicking back your heels and just seeing where it can take you. Um, some people craft better alone. Other people craft better with somebody else there. Uh, I say I probably craft better alone and I probably craft better not when I'm on video because um, I have a lot of things going on in my head when I'm videotaping. Um, things I want to tell you, stories I want to tell you. and it. Um, so I think my best crafting actually occurs off camera. Um, but I, I think that's probably normal because then I can be fully focused on what I'm doing. But that doesn't mean the time that I spend with you means any less. It's, it's actually very thought-provoking because you guys take me in directions I wouldn't go if I wasn't talking with you, interacting with you, thinking about what you're thinking about and what your experiences are like in the crafting world. And so that opens up a lot of new possibilities that I wouldn't have even considered before. So thank you for that. I truly appreciate that. And uh, I do not take that lightly. Um, I'm very honored that you guys spend time here at the Paper Outpost with me. I had no idea that anybody would spend time at the Paper Outpost with me. Um, so I'm very, very moved and touched by that. And um, um, I feel a sense of comfort that all the people in the world that are interested in paper, we sort of are starting to become aware that there are others just like us. Uh, you know, these, these odd little crazy people in their homes playing with paper, tearing, shredding, who knows what we're doing but we're liking it and we're having a good time and we can't even barely explain it to somebody who doesn't get it. I mean, if somebody doesn't get it about how amazing paper is, step aside, you know, because we, we, we can try to, you know, if somebody does, it's like somebody who doesn't like chocolate. If you don't like chocolate and I'm trying to tell you how wonderful chocolate is, it just doesn't matter. I can tell you until I'm, the cows come home. It just won't matter. But if I find somebody who does like chocolate and we sit down and have a little conversation, well, that conversation can go anywhere. Um, but then there are the people that don't know that they like chocolate. I don't know who these people are, but somewhere they're on the planet. They, maybe they've never experienced chocolate. Those are fun people to talk with and connect with too because you can up, open up an entire world for those people. And uh, it's kind of a fun and magical and spectacular experience to know that you can see the light in somebody else's eyes when they understand or get it about the wonder of paper. It's a magical moment and it can happen at any time. It's happened to me in the grocery store line. It's happened to me in the Dollar Tree. 
It's happened to me at Tuesday, like on any yoga class, you name it, anywhere I go, and just, you know, get talking to somebody. So what do you do? What do you make? Do you like to craft? Ba, ba, ba. What do you do? What's a junk journal? Never heard of it. Tell me about it. What do, oh, really? That sounds so cool. Um, and there you're off and running. It happens before you know it. It's really kind of a cool camaraderie, a cool connection for such a simple thing such as paper. And it's interesting how it can bring so many of us together. The power of paper. Yeah. Oh, there could be a book there. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's actually a great joy of mine to see new people come and experience the world of it. And for people who've done other uh, crafts, who've never experienced junk journal making, to be introduced to it because they instantly see, wait a minute, I can bring my, my artist uh, painting, drawing, knitting, sewing, whatever skills they have into this wonderful world of junk journal making. And some wonderful lady inspired me to crochet. So I'm going to try to learn how to crochet a flower. Nothing big, nothing fancy. I'm going to keep it simple and I'm going to learn how to crochet one flower and just see where it takes me because I think I can put it on a junk journal and that's the cold hard truth. So I love you all. Big happy hugs. Um, welcome to the middle of the week between Christmas and New Year's and we carry on. Craft on everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you.